I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you. And let me first say to all of you, I hope that you are having a fabulous little break with your time for your family and your friends from Christmas to New Year's. And it's important that we take a look back at some of the biggest stories that happened in 2023 and the most important issues that may come up in 2024. It is our year in review. Take a listen. A Pentagon email or a letter that went to the families from 9-11 who lost loved ones during that attack and the suspected mastermind of 9-11 attacks, as well as four other defendants. Apparently, they could all escape the death penalty under a, quote, new plea deal where they would plead guilty and then it would save their lives. Literally. Now, there are a lot of people that have direct connection to 9-11 that are beyond furious over this. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is the mastermind behind 9-11. He was the CEO of this 9-11 attack. He was the one that came up with it with Osama bin Laden. He had in his writings before we caught him and had said publicly that his goal was to kill as many Americans as possible. And he wanted to have mass mass casualties, not just on 9-11, but after 9-11. He also was planning other attacks as well that suspected mastermind now would be in essence given a deal now senator the i think the pullback the, the curtain here you and i talked about this is the fact that this seems to be the department uh, the, the pentagon and the biden administration saying no one wants these people they're too dangerous these five men including the mastermind of 9-11 so we want to close down gitmo And the way we could close it down is giving these five defendants a plea deal so we can wrap up Guantanamo Bay and say, look, we close this thing down. Aren't we great people? That is the most, I think, disgusting part of of this deal is it's just for a political purpose for them. This story is absolutely outrageous. And, And I think everyone hearing it should be shocked and should be furious. 
on September 11th, deranged, radical Islamic terrorists carried out the worst terrorist attack in the history of the United States of America. They murdered 2,977 innocent people. It was horrific. It was an act of war. It was an act of war that was planned and executed to attempt to cripple the United States. Every one of us who was alive and an adult at the time remembers where they were on September 11th. Remembers where they were when they saw the image of the first plane hitting the first tower in New York City and then the second plane hitting the second tower in New York City. You remember where you were when the plane flew into the Pentagon and you remember where they were when the brave heroes took the plane down over that hallowed field in Pennsylvania. Yesterday, the Biden administration sent letters to the families of the victims of the nearly 3,000 people murdered that day, saying, by the way, the guy who planned it, the guy who was the mastermind behind it, the guy who plotted it, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, and four others who were active participants in the worst act of terrorism in U.S. history, we may not seek the death penalty for them. If you don't seek the death penalty for murdering nearly 3,000 people in an act of war, then what the hell do you seek the death penalty for? It is outrageous, and it's infuriating. You look at these charges, and I, I, I go to just to remind people of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. This is an individual that worked hand-in-hand hand with Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda. He was the leader of al-Qaeda's propaganda operations, and that was really recruitment. He needed to recruit soldiers for jihad. He was in charge and was incredibly successful at the propaganda that brought people in, especially in the Middle East, from different countries into al-Qaeda. He did that so well from 1999 to 2001 that some described him as the number one recruiter of terrorists in, in the world. When we captured him, just so people remember in 2003, there were several countries that wanted him because they wanted to kill him. And what we did is we wanted intel out of him because he knew about the entire operations and he could lead us to Osama bin Laden. When we interrogated him in March 2007, he finally confessed to, say, to, to what we already knew. He was the mastermind of the 9-11 attacks. The Richard Reed shoe bombing attempt to blow up an airliner, he was also the mastermind of that. The Bali nightclub bombing in Indonesia, he was involved in that. The 1993 World Trade Center bombings. The murder of Daniel Pearl, the Wall Street Journal reporter. And various other foiled attacks, as well as numerous other crimes he was involved with. It wasn't just 9-11. And that's why, clearly, he deserves the death penalty. What he was charged with was first-degree murder, 2,977 counts for everyone that died on 9-11. Attacking civilians, he was charged with that. Attacking civilian objects, intentionally causing serious bodily injury. Murder in the violation of law of war, destruction of property in violation of law of war, hijacking or hazard, uh, hazarding a vessel or aircraft, 
Then he was charged with multiple counts of terrorism. And then all of the other things I just listed, why would anyone at the Pentagon, unless it's political pressure from this White House, because the White House, to be clear, Senator, could stop this, right? They could step in here and say, no, you're not going to do this, right? You're not going to let this guy live and let him plead guilty. So I think it's two things. One, I think when it comes to criminal law, this administration is populated by left-wing ideologues. And in the entire time Joe Biden has been president, the Department of Justice has not authorized a single new death penalty prosecution under Merrick Garland. They've halted death penalty prosecutions. And, and in fact, Joe Biden campaigned on ending the federal death penalty. His criminal justice platform included a pledge laid out on his campaign website that said, quote, to work to pass legislation to eliminate the death penalty at the federal level and incentivize states to follow the federal government's example. And he said those convicted of the most egregious federal crimes, quote, should serve in st- should instead serve life sentences without probation or con- or or parole. And And since Merrick Garland took office, he has not sought the death penalty. And, and by the way, that includes the deranged murderer in El Paso that went into the Walmart seeking to murder Hispanics on a blatant racist hate crime. And the Biden Department of Justice did not seek the death penalty there. Instead, he was sentenced to 90 life sentences. He might be executed by the state of Texas. And in fact, I have every confidence that the state of Texas is going to prosecute that monster and carry out capital punishment on him. But the feds, the feds, you commit a horrible racist hate crime and mass murder. The Biden DOJ, they won't consider the death penalty and and. When you're talking about terrorism, it is it is this is the worst act of terrorism in U.S. history. And yet these left wing ideologues, they don't want to hold the mastermind of murdering nearly 3000 Americans accountable. It, it, It is it is so profoundly disrespectful, not just to the families of the victims, not just to the Americans who were murdered that day, but but to everyone in this country. This was an act of war against America. And and these bastards don't give a damn. If you're a guy and you are sick and tired of feeling like you've gotten a little bit older, maybe you you feel like weakness and complacency have set in. You're not alone. Testosterone levels have literally fallen off a cliff historically, and they're now at an all-time low. Now, thankfully, uh, the Patriots at Chalk are here to help real men just like you take back your right to proudly maximize your masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Yes, 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the male vitality stack, and it's manufactured right here in the U.S. of A. Chalk's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, your focus, and your mood. So, if you're ready to fight back and not give in to the weakness that everybody seems to be obsessed with, then check out Chalk, choq.com. Boost your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Go online to choq.com. That's choq.com. Check out the Male Vitality Stack 
and use the promo code BEN for 35% off. That's right. You'll save 35% off right now for life at chalk, C-H-O-Q dot com, promo code BEN. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Attorney General Merrick Garland, he was testifying before Congress on the latest on the impeachment inquiry. And your overall reaction I want to get because I was shocked not really by his arrogance this time, by his, I would say, lack of just candid answers to basic questions that were asked of him. Were you shocked by his demeanor? You know, unfortunately, I wasn't. Merrick Garland, from from the day he was sworn in, has demonstrated a, a contempt uh, for Congress, a, a contempt for the American people, a, a, a smug entitlement that, that no one is allowed to question him that he doesn't have to answer any questions. Look, I have questioned Merrick Garland now many times, and he will not answer. He will not give you a straight answer to anything. And, and, and so as the evidence keeps mounting, not just of Joe Biden's personal corruption, but of Merrick Garland being personally implicated now in, in multiple felonies, he, he has not wavered at all from his attitude he, he, that seems to say, how dare you question me? He, he is he's the legal equivalent of Anthony Fauci. Fauci says, I am the science. Merrick Garland's response is essentially, I am the law. And they're both wrong. I want to play a few clips that really went viral. And they went viral because of just the shock of the lack of response and 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 like you said the arrogance of garland one of them was just a basic question talking about hey what did you know and when did you kind of know it take a listen have you had personal contact with anyone at fbi headquarters about the hunter biden investigation don't re- i don't i don't recollect the answer to that question but the fbi works for the justice department it's uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry you don't part. recollect 
You don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son? I, I don't believe that I did. I promised the Senate when I came um, before it for confirmation that I would leave Mr. Weiss in place and that I would not interfere with his investigation. Okay, did I you ever... Kept, I have kept that promise. All right. Do you believe him, Senator? Because I don't. Well, uh, the IRS whistleblowers both testified to the House that, that, that he lied when, when he made that promise to the Senate. When he made that promise to me in my questioning... Uh, we have now two career IRS employees who've gone before the House and said that he flat out lied, that he has directly interfered. And, and I got to say the question here, this is very specific. Have you had personal co- contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden case? And for him to say, well, I don't remember. How, how do you not remember that? This isn't asking generally, have you talked to FBI headquarters? Of course he has. As he says in his, in his answer, the FBI, the FBI works for the Justice Department. So, yes, the attorney general has talked to FBI headquarters, but if he is recusing himself from the matter, if he is not interfering, then he would know whether or not he had had those conversations. And the fact that he doesn't remember with, with, with the entirety of the evidence is... Dubious. There was also uh, another congresswoman who asked a question of Garland uh, as he was testifying about the House Judiciary Subcommittee hearing. And I want you to hear what she had to say. It was a lengthy back and forth, but it was an important one as well. And, and I say important because it was the accusation that Merrick Garland basically is not acting on behalf uh, of the American people or on behalf of the law uh, of this. The laws of this country are, are making sure these laws are being followed but instead, he's basically working as a defense lawyer for the Biden crime family by purposely slow walking the probes into the Clintons. And this is something we haven't talked about in a while, but also into Hunter Biden, also into Joe Biden, also into the FBI's involvement in things like January the 6th. It's like he's in a personal attorney for anyone in the Democratic Party that does something that's nefarious. In my town, FBI phone numbers all over the district. Please call. Call that. People are truly afraid. I just want to make sure if you're not aware that you are. And this is a big problem when people are afraid of their own government. And I'll show you some other things. We're talking about justice system. I don't question. You're probably not a bad person. I don't know you. But well, I'll tell you, you're in charge of the department. And people right now feel, you know, I look at Durham report and I call on the FISA violations of queries of millions of Americans, right? It's like KGB, but when I read Durham reports, we have this, you have a nice, you know, playbook. First, let's have a special counsel, and then you don't have to answer any questions here. Then, let's extend slow walk investigation on Hillary Clinton, on Hunter, everything is slow walk. We were very quick on Donald Trump, but you were very slow walk. Then, by the time, you know, that investigation and its statute of limitation expired, and all of your agents need to be tested for amnesia. No one recalls anything. Okay, you probably should have as part of your hiring policy. So, no one held a Accountable, which was egregious what happened, you know, in that report. When I read about them, I can't believe it happened in the United States of America. This is my frustration. I'll be honest with you. Then 
It's very interesting, you know, regardless what it is, even people in Obama administration raise concerns. You know, how can President Sanz be serving on, you know, corrupt Ukrainian oligarchs? Do you understand that it actually can undermine the one Ukrainian effort and policy? I think these concerns were raised. The Obama administration didn't do anything about it. These people are dying right now, and Americans don't trust this president. So you, I want to ask you one thing. You know, as you, you know, I don't need answer because I know you're not going to, but I think you're probably a good American and you care. And a lot of these people are so afraid they cover up this stuff, I think, in your department because they're embarrassed that what we became as a country to say that what our Department of Justice became. That allows Russians to do propaganda in Chinese. It allows them to destabilize our country. That is danger to our republic. It is significant danger. And I have just one more question from you. You know, I mean, I agree on corporate crimes and FISA stuff, even with Democrats, that we need to do a better job. One more question for you. Do you believe that, you know, you talk about rights to vote, but do you believe that only U.S. citizens should be voting in this election and doing anything to make sure that only eligible people vote in elections? Yes and yes. Okay, I would like to see that, what you do. Thank you. Neil back. I, I, I play that because I feel like this is the level of frustration and anger that so many Americans have that this Congresswoman, Mrs. Sparks, displayed there. She's livid over the way that this man's doing his job, almost the point of like, how the hell can you live with yourself and how are you getting away with this? And this is where I think many Americans are at this point. Well, you're right. That's very powerful. That's Victoria Sparks. She is a congresswoman from the state of Indiana. And Victoria was born in the Soviet Union and she grew up in the Soviet Union. And so she saw a communist dictatorship. She saw when she's referencing the KGB, she's familiar with what the KGB would do. And, and Victoria came to America when she was 22 years old. And so she came to America seeking freedom, seeking a better life. And, and, and the outrage that she's expressing there, that how can it be that the U.S. Department of Justice is behaving like the KGB did? That That, that is from personal experience from life experience she's seen oppression firsthand and and notice garland doesn't respond at all to any of what she said there he just sits there passively which frankly is what what i guess the kgb would do as well now i guess they would actually arrest her for saying that so it's still marginally better but at the end of the day the points she made are fundamentally the same the slow walking Look, they just brought charges against Hunter Biden for buying a gun illegally when he was on crack. They've had the evidence of that for years. There's been no new evidence on that. They could have brought that years ago. What they did, though, was slow walk the investigation so that the statute of limitations now has expired on the most serious tax offenses. They've allowed that statute of limitation to expire. The statute of limitations has now expired on Joe Biden's corruption with communist China, the, the text app, uh, the text on WhatsApp that, that, that Hunter sent to the Chinese communist official saying, I'm sitting next to my father. Well, you know what? Merrick Garland has magically let the statute of limitations expire on that, and he doesn't defend himself. He doesn't dispute it. His attitude is, I don't answer to you. I don't answer to anybody. For more than 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. 
They stand behind their values and they stand behind exceptional service. They're an example of putting the cause ahead of profit, and that is why I am proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal with the Every Friday Matters deal, and you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the radical left. Now, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, our veterans and first responders. And more than just that, they are actually a 100% U.S.-based company with customer service teams that make switching easy. So you can keep your same number you have right now. You can keep your existing phone or for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code FRIDAY76. That's FRIDAY76. Again, get a free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me. Make the switch today at PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Senator, let's talk about this Iranian infiltration of the Biden administration and what this means and explain it all for everyone listening. It is a story that broke today that three senior officials in the Biden administration were operatives for the Iranian government. I mean, this is stunning, and I want to walk through it because it's a very detailed expose about how senior officials in Joe Biden's Democrat administration were operatives. They were working for the Iranian government. They were in close coordination with the Ayatollah. They were working on behalf of Iran, and they were setting U.S. policy. And mind you, these are individuals who have security clearances who were working on behalf of an Ayatollah who chants, 
death to America and death to Israel. And, and, and so I want to walk through this because, again, you will not see this on the news. The news does not want to cover it. And, and so the story broke yesterday that three, quote, Iran experts who worked closely for Rob Malley. Now, who is Rob Malley? Rob Malley was the Biden administration's, quote, special envoy to Iran. Now, Rob Malley has been fired. He's been fired because his security clearance was revoked and he was thrown out of the Biden administration. We still don't know why, but it is presumably for a serious violation of law because to be too pro-Iran for the Biden administration, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that entails having the Ayatollah tattooed three or more times on your body. <laughs> um, maybe it entails smuggling heroin and balloons that you ingest to Iran. I, I don't know. But all right. Enough hyperbole. Let's talk actual substance. So the report that came out yesterday is an investigation that was based on thousands of emails between Iranian diplomats and analysts, and it was published by Semaphore. And Rob Malley, working for the Biden administration, named three individuals to be senior, senior officials. Number one, in February 2021, Rob Malley recruited Arian Taba Tabai. Sorry if I got the pronunciation wrong. She was a Middle East fellow at the German Marshall Fund of the United States, United States, and she came to the State Department to assist in negotiation for Iran. She served in that position for 15 months. Malley also appointed, or tried to appoint, Ali Vaez, who was the Iran Projects Director at the crisis group. Uh, but Vaez had a problem. Uh, according to two different sources, this is in public reports, Vaez could not obtain the necessary security clearance, and so his appointment was canceled. Nevertheless, Rob Malley maintained Vaez as a confidant, and according to two different people in this report, Vaez drafted Malley's tweets. So he's communicating on behalf of a senior Biden administration official. Now, and the third one is another Iran analyst named Dina Esfandiari, who was hired by Mali at the ICG in 2021. And here's, here's what the project from Iran was. Iran engaged in a focused influence effort. And I, I want to read you one of the leaked emails and this is, this is within the Iranian government. Quote, As you already know, based on our previous discussions, a network of young second-generation Iranian exports was initiated, and we're looking forward to holding a meeting in Vienna in Medfarvadian. Actually, this very idea of Iran exports initiatives was discussed between me and two of the young experts. We, you and me, met in the Prague Conference, i.e., Ariane Tabatabe and Dina Esfandiari. We three agreed to be the core group of the IEI. For the first meeting in Vienna, in order to establish this network in practice, we have decided to invite almost 20 scholars with established affiliation with the leading internationally well-known think tanks. Encloses the preliminary list of invitees. Please let us know if you have any reservation on the names ASAP. By the way, as you promised, this initiative needs your financial 
as well as political support. For the first meeting, we need to cover the the we need funds to cover the costs, including some tickets, hotel costs, etc. Look forward to hearing from you, Ba Tajdidi Etaram, which I will confess my Irania is not good enough to know what the heck that means, but it is signed Sahid Khalib Zadeh. And these were individuals, it was a core of, of young Iranian nationals who were in the United States who were working for Iran. And three of them went on to work for the Biden administration in senior positions. Now, you look at the last two and a half years, Joe Biden has leaned into Iran at a level that has been insane. Iran is on the verge of acquiring nuclear weapons. This is, this is a nation led by an ayatollah who chants death to America and death to Israel, and he's about to acquire nuclear weapons. And this has been cheerleaded and pushed forward by officials in the Biden administration who were working for Iran, who were under the direction of Iran, who were literally operatives for the government of Iran. And this is now documented in multiple emails where they are emailing Iran saying, what do I say? What do I do? I work for you. What do you want me to do? And, and, and I got to say, is listen, this not illegal, by the way, like, how is this of course not it is. The law? Okay. Of so it, of course it is because it, it, it is illegal is what you're saying. So, so then how is no one being arrested for this? Well, the story just broke yesterday. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. But the first step is the media is just trying to bury it. The media doesn't want people to know about it because Listen, I mean, I mean, is it comforting to anyone to know that the senior government officials in the Joe Biden administration dealing with Iran are operatives for the Iranian government? And Iran is led by a theocratic homicidal zealot who hates America. And these individuals were working for him. That is it, it's stunning. And. What is striking now is 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 this report has by, detailed. By the way, I, I want to make clear that when you say that the media is not covering this, it right now as we're recording this center, I just put in the word Iran into Google, and the top story comes up. And it's from your website, Senator Ted Cruz. It says Senator Cruz calls for halt in secret Iran negotiations after leaked emails. Then the next one is a free beacon. It says Pentagon mom on Biden appointees alleged membership in Iran. Uh, you know, in this group, and then after that. CNN. So the first big news that has anything with Iran right now, they're reporting on it says 3M agrees to pay almost 10 million to settle an apparent Iranian sanctions violation. Not a single news story has been written about what we're breaking right now. It when you put in the word Iran right now, it, 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 the only thing that's even close is Al Jazeera says they had this. Why did Iran's foreign minister want to go to Washington as the U.S. refuses the Iran's top diplomat request to visit D.C.? That's it. No one else is touching this right now. Well, and it's because the media can't defend this. And, and listen, this grew out of what was called the echo chamber. So during the Obama administration, there were a group of journalists, a group of left-wing think tank activists and a group of zealots in the White House who created what they called the Iran echo chamber, where when Barack Obama was pushing for the Iran nuclear deal, everything he said would get amplified by the press and the think tank world and the NGO world, 
and, and it was deliberate, and, and this grew out of that. But what we now know is that this was directed by the, uh, by, by the Iranian government. And, 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 all right, so let me give you an example. Uh, Zarif, who was the foreign minister of Iran, uh, on October 2nd, 2014, Vaez, one of the three, wrote to Zarif regarding the discontent he had with an IGC, uh, ICG report on Iran, trying to clarify the situation, provide an explanation. Here's a quote for, from, from the email. Quote, As an Iranian, based on my national and patriotic duty, I have not hesitated to help you in any way. From proposing to your excellency, and your and excellency are both capitalized, a public campaign against the notion of nuclear breakout, to assisting your team in preparing reports on the practical needs of Iran. And Vaez explained that the ICG's reports were compiled through a process in a collaborative manner which suggested that he didn't have final say in his publication. Likewise, Adnan Tabat Abai wrote to Zarif on May 19, 2014, after an IEI meeting with him in Vienna, quote, As you will have noticed, we are all very much willing to dedicate our capacities and resources to jointly working on the improvement of Iran's foreign relations. Iran is our country, so we, too, feel the need and responsibility to contribute our share. When I say we, I mean the very group you met. Now, I want you to stop and think. These are officials for the Biden administration who say Iran is our country, so we, too, feel the need and responsibility to contribute our share. They are literally working for a foreign nation who is our enemy and who openly advocates death to America. And by the way, their bosses, the Iranian Ayatollah and the mullahs in Iran, are actively trying to murder the former U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, the former U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton, and the former Assistant Secretary of State Brian Hook. They're doing that today. As we speak, um, I forced the Biden State Department to admit on the record Today, the State Department is spending $2 million a month in security costs to defend the former U.S. Secretary of State and other former U.S. senior officials from Iran's efforts to murder them. And three officials of the Biden administration are working for the bastards who are trying to murder former senior U.S. officials. Let me tell you about blackout coffee. Bidenomics is a complete and total disaster, but I don't let that or any of these other issues ruin my day. You want to know why? Because I start my day with a hot America first cup of blackout coffee. Now, if you like a premium cup of coffee to start your day and I got to get up every day and get on the radio at seven in the morning, I have to be ready to give the news. And that is why I have to have a good cup of coffee, not average, but a really good cup of coffee. Blackout Coffee is 100% America, 0% woke company. You know there's a bunch of woke coffee companies out there. The biggest ones are the wokest ones out there. Well, Blackout is 100% committed to conservative values from sourcing the beans to the roasting process. Customer support and shipping, they embody true American values and accept no compromise on taste 
or quality. I'm drinking it every day. I can tell you this is true. You need to try Blackout Coffee. And if you've got someone on your Christmas list that is a coffee drinker that loves premium coffee, go to blackoutcoffee.com slash verdict. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash verdict. You'll use the promo code verdict and you're going to get 20% off your first order. Plus, you can see all their incredible gift ideas for the holidays. It's blackoutcoffee.com slash verdict. Be awake, not woke. Blackoutcoffee.com slash verdict. Don't forget, we do this show Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button. Uh, the algorithms have changed on Apple. A lot of you have, uh, by default, kind of unfollowed the show. You may not even realize that. So make sure you check if you're listening on Apple and hit that follow button. You'll have to check back every couple of weeks. They have changed it up. Uh, it's frustrating, but it's their new algorithm. It's just how it works. So make sure you follow that as well. And don't forget, if you miss some shows during the week, we have our weekend review on Saturday as well for the highlights of some of the biggest things you may have missed during the week. Uh, it also helps us on the charts now more than ever with Apple. If you will write us a five-star review, that helps us reach people uh, with these new algorithm changes. It's more important than ever. So if you'll do that for us as well, we greatly appreciate it. And the center and I will see you back here in a couple of days. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.